Have you been obedient? And are you actually putting in the hard work for what God has asked you to do? And now for the forgotten task in the waiting season. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother and sister, you need the word. All right, so the title of my message today is The Forgotten Task in the Waiting Season. Now, this world can cause our focus to be divided very quickly, and it begins to make us unsure about the next step that God wants us to take. And I was reading the book of Psalms, and I'm just like, I started to realize a lot of things. And David, he's the one who wrote Psalms. He became more human in my mind, because we know a lot of the Bible characters or people in the Bible, we don't tend to see them as like ourselves. But he became more human in my mind after reading about what he was going through. And we all know David as the one who slayed thousands, hundreds of thousands of men all with God. And we knew David was with God because God was with David. So let's go ahead and open up with Psalms and let's read what David himself was going through. I mean, we can see in Psalms 13, one verse three, it says, Oh Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever? How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemies have the upper hand? Turn and answer me, O Lord my God. Restore the sparkle to my eyes or I will die. And you can see how angry and how afraid David was. Even David himself had to wait on the promise that God told him. But you see, David didn't hold back with the questions. He was saying, God, when is your plan going to take place? God, what is going on? Explain to me. Now, we can see God did not have a problem with David asking questions. Now, the moment that David starts to fear, the moment that David starts to worry about God's plan, that is when God is going to step in and say, hold on now. You got to trust me for me to get you to that promise. And you can see, David had been driven away from the promise that God told him. When David was a young boy, whenever, you know, threw the rock at Goliath, he got anointed to become the next king. Now, a lot of you don't know, David had to wait about 14 years before he became the king. And he had been driven away from the promised land that God told him. So imagine you're running for your life and you've been driven away from the promise. Imagine how low his faith was in that moment. He didn't know what God was doing. But let me show you what David said and what he finished saying, what a lot of you should start saying. And in Psalms 13, 5 and 6, it's just a couple verses down. He said, but I will trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. Mind you, he has not been rescued yet. He is still in this cave hiding from men who want to kill him. He's saying, I will rejoice because you have rescued me. He's speaking it into existence. He's trusting in God. He says, I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. The thing is, we begin to try to take the power out of God's hand and try to do it all ourselves. If David had done it all himself, he would be dead by now. David would not have been able to fight off the men, but he had to do that for 14 years running and running. And imagine how David must have felt during that time. And even in our darkest times, we can feel like God is not there. We may be looking to find him, but guess what? There's something we have to do before he brings us to that promise that he promised you. And God firstly had to use David. 
to glorify himself. He does things through us for other people. Everything that you're going through, I want you to remember, take yourself out of it. Everything is not about you. God does things through you for other people to connect. You guys seem like you guys are all saved for the most part. Now, God has to use you (laughs) for the most part. That's it. (laughs) God has to use you, though, to bring other people. So what you're going through, you just never know what God needs to do to glorify his self. And David was sitting there pleading with God. He said, God. Answer me. Answer me. He's sitting in the cave. Don't have any food. Don't have any water. Don't have any support. He's saying, God, where are you? Answer me. And the thing is, I realized as I kept reading that God does not always communicate with us physically through words. He does not always have to speak through a language. And as we can see in Psalms 19, verse 3 and 4, this is what the heavens say how God can communicate and get his message across, by the way. It says, without speech or language without a sound to be heard their voice has gone out to all the earth their words to the end of the world but it says without speech or language but God's message as you can see got out and the message that God wants to get to you will get out eventually and God does not have to speak directly to you for you to understand the message that he has for you and we all may be in this waiting season And just because you cannot physically see God, you cannot physically hear God, you cannot see God working on your behalf does not mean that God has abandoned you. And sometimes we know what the message is and sometimes we may never know until we die or until we meet God in heaven. Hopefully we'll all be in heaven, but that may be the time that we'll be able to figure all that out. But then let me show you what David said. David also said in Psalms 27, he said, wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart. So as David is going through all of this, he's telling us things that he's had to do to withhold that 14 years. And we see it work because he became king. And he said, wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart. Wait for the Lord. Some of us are not waiting on the Lord. We're beginning to become impatient. Can't even lie. It's not your fault. This war has made everything so fast. You know, we can't even wait 10 seconds for the Internet to load. So it's not your fault. (laughs) The world has groomed us to be like this. But we as Christians have to learn how to be patient on God. And then, you know, when certain things don't happen, we ask God, why? Well, because you took the power away from God. And then you try to blame God and say, God, how could you let that happen? Why didn't you come through? How does that work? Well, let me tell you, it does not work. And in Psalms 27, verse 5, it states, For he will conceal me when trouble comes. Key word is when. That means that trouble is going to come. If you are a Christian, if you are a follower of Christ, trouble is going to come. You're going to have setbacks. You're going to have things that are going to happen in your life that you may not understand. But it says God will conceal us if we allow him. If we allow him to conceal us, he will help us in our needs. And, you know, he never promised us that our desires, the promises that he promised us will come just trouble free. Because guess what? If they did, we would not look to him for strength. We would look to ourselves. We would think, I did all of this. But the moment you get in trouble, you know who to call on. You know who to call on Jesus. Now, if you were never in that trouble, you would have been like, yeah, I did it. I don't know about y'all, but I did it. God didn't do nothing. And you wouldn't be giving God no type of praise. But when you got to that setback, you're going to be like, you know who got me out of that? God. And that is what David did. He looked to God for his strength. Otherwise, he would be dead. Otherwise, he would not be king. If he would have been disobedient, he would not have gotten the promise that God promised him. So the forgotten task, number one, in the waiting season is to become obedient. 
Obedience. That means when God tells you to do something, you do it. Simple as that. And a lot of you are like, well, I don't know what God has to tell me. In his word, he tells us certain things to be obedient. If you follow his word, you will become obedient in the spirit. And let me go to Psalms 37, verse 7. It does say, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Let me ask you a question. Are we waiting patiently for him to act or are we just doing it on our own? Anybody got an answer? So I'm assume everybody's doing it on their own. That's what I'm assuming. It's okay because I've done the same thing. Don't feel bad because we all have become impatient. Okay? So we have to be conscious of it though. That's how the devil gets to us. We think, oh, well, you know, I'm not impatient. You have to bring things to light to fix them. So look, be honest with yourself. If you've been impatient, say, God, I've been impatient. I apologize. I haven't been trusting you. And God, I need you to give me that trust so that I can trust you. And that is how you'll be able to get through that. But back to what I was saying. But what I learned about how I used to do things was I was not patient with God, as I was telling you. And when God told me to be patient, the thing was, while I was trying to be patient, I wasn't doing much. I'm thinking, well, wait on God. I'm not going to do nothing. But Proverbs has something, you know, to say about that. Let me go into that because that is a deep segment. We think we hear all the time, wait, wait, wait. Don't do anything. Wait. But here's what it says in Proverbs. It says, in Proverbs 13, verse 4, lazy people want much, but get little, but those who work hard will prosper. Let's be clear about what God meant about waiting on him patiently. He is not going to bless your laziness. He has told us, if you read Proverbs, it's probably six or seven verses, probably even more, talking about being lazy, how that is against God. He tells us to get up and work. He tells us to put in the hard work. So why would he bless you if you're sitting on your butt doing nothing, but he sees so-and-so over here doing exactly what he asked? Being patient, waiting on him, but you're sitting and saying, well, I'm just going to wait on God. I'm going to wait and sit back and relax and not do nothing he told me to do. But God will not bless laziness. And he will help those, though, who are doing the hard work, he said. And as you can see in Proverbs 8, verse 14 and 15, common sense and success belong to me, talking about God. Insight and strength are mine. So that means we should not be using our own mind to figure out things. We should not be using our own strength to get through these problems. But all of that belongs to God. We have to go to him and say, God, I need your strength. I need your insight. I need your common sense. I need you to remove this laziness from me. Because the devil, that is how he gets to us. We're just able to sit back and relax and think, oh, God's going to do it. But God said, I'm waiting on you to do what I asked you to do first. And so in order for us to reach the place that God has intended for us to reach, it is going to require some hard work and being obedient. And now just simply being obedient is hard work in itself. Can't you all agree with that? Yes, I can agree with that. So the Bible also tells us, though, in Proverbs 10, verse 4, it says, lazy people are soon poor. Hard workers get rich. I know y'all like rich. I know y'all like that word. This is what God is telling us. He's telling us hard workers get rich. I know a lot of people tell you, yeah, God's going to bring you a miracle. But God is saying, listen, I will bring it to you when I see you doing what I ask you to do. He's telling us in the Bible how we should get these miracles, how we should get the blessing. This is what God is saying. So the problem here is not God. It's not God. The question, though, is have you been obedient? And are you actually putting in the hard work for what God has asked you to do? That's something you need to really think about. And a lot of you may be like, I don't know what God asked me to do. Well, ask him. 
ask him. Read his word. Ask someone to help you. Pray with someone. There are so many ways you cannot make up excuses with God. He will bring his message through some way or somehow. So you need to ask God what you need to be doing. Because the Bible tells us right here, the second thing, you got the first thing, obedience. The second thing you need is hard work. This is why you're in the waiting season. You got to be putting in the work every single day. Not just when you feel like it, not just when you want to, but it says every single day. And I know y'all shouting to God, God, where is my miracle? But let me tell you this, though. If you look in the Bible at all the major people in the Bible, God did not ever just give them something. Never did he give them something. Jesus, Jesus was 12 years old when he knew his destiny. He knew the promise God gave him. He knew he was a son of man. He was speaking to religious leaders at 12 years old. Now he didn't start his ministry till he was 30 years old. That's an 18 year gap. That's an 18 year gap. And his ministry only lasted for about three more years after that. So you're trying to tell me that God made him wait 18 years. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. But you see, another thing is, though, if Jesus did not get up and heal those people, if he didn't travel to all those cities, if he didn't do the works in God's name, we would not be here. This church wouldn't be here because we would not be believing in Jesus. But he had to get up. He had to fight those enemies who were coming against him. Mind you, he probably had 10 times way worse than what we have right now. He had to worry about other people saying, you're not the son of God. Let's stone him. Let's stone. Let's kill him. Nobody's telling you I want to kill you. So why could Jesus do it? And we can't. We are made in God's image. So that means because Jesus did it, that means we are able to do it. So that's Jesus. Let's go to the next person, David. If David never fought in all those wars, killed thousands of people, that took some hard work. He didn't just go and just walk in, everyone drop dead. No, 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 no. He was slaying people left and right. Remember that. That took some hard work and obedience. He didn't just go into war with anybody. He said, God, are we going to take the victory? That was trust. He said, God, are we going to take it? He said, yes, go to battle. Second thing, obedience, got to battle. He had to put in hard work to win that battle. If he just stood there and said, God, I'm waiting on you patiently. I'm going to die. That's what he is asking God to kill me. But God said, put in the hard work and I will do the rest. And think about Moses. Moses led 2.5 million people out of Egypt, out of slavery. And if he was not obedient, if he didn't trust in God, we would not be here. We have to remember if certain people were not obedient to what God said, they didn't put in the hard work, we wouldn't be here. And then last but not least, we got Noah. If Noah did not build the ark for 120 years, the whole earth wouldn't be here. Anybody on this planet wouldn't be here. That took obedience. When everyone else was saying, you're not going to make it, you're not going to do good, that took obedience, that took faith, and that took hard work. You have to put in the hard work. He did it for 120 years. They never saw a drop of rain in their entire life. Mind you, the average lifespan back then was 840 years. They never saw a drop of water from the sky ever. So that took some serious faith. And if he was not obedient, we would not be here. So you have to remember what God already did in the Bible. Stop listening to what people are telling you now. Oh, you're not there right now. Something must be wrong. No, 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 no. If you're doing what God asked you to do and you're putting in the hard work and you're trusting in him, he will come through. Everybody say he will come through. He will come through. Amen. So while you're in this waiting season, remember that God is going to be there for you. Ask yourself, when you get home, write down what God has told you to do. Be obedient and trust 
in him and put in the hard work. What's the three things? Obedience, trust, and hard work. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled, The Forgotten Task in the Waiting Season, by Jamie Bronner. This message is number 6576, that's 6576, to listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 6576 to a friend. Go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the Word. Brothers of the Word.